You're listening to Hella Black, Hella Seattle, a podcast creating community for people of color in Seattle. I'm Eula, leading the interviews. I'm Elena, bringing you food reviews. And I'm Jazz, adding to your weekend plans. And we're all born and raised Seattle ladies. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna enjoy you. You want some more Omi? I don't know. No, girl, because I'll be drunk. We don't want that. Omi and I will drink at the very end while we. But spirits do bring spiritual energy. It's a true thing, it's a real thing. That's why they call it spirits. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all right. That's a really great way to start off, you guys. So, as you know, our guest for the month is Omitosin. Omitosin is a priest, and she's a priest in the Ifa um, tribe or the Ifa religion tradition. Tradition, excuse me, Ifa religion of the Roba um, people of Nigeria. And the reason why I asked you here today is because we are trying to think always of how to make Seattle a full community, right? Sure. For people who have been here, for people who are new here, people who are missing home. And for and I know that having a religion is valuable to a person. Having some connection to self-traditions and past experiences is valuable to seeing yourself forward and seeing the longevity of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna you've been somewhere, you're gonna go somewhere. Right. And um I don't know about everybody else, but for me my religion was really kind of cut off in the sense of well, first my people were slaves, so you know, a big cut. And then um, my mom was Catholic, and mm-hmm. my dad, I think, was Christian in the South, and mm-hmm. he decided he wasn't with that when he was young. And my mom was raised Catholic to a certain age, and she decided that that was too stifling for her, and she mm-hmm. cut it off. And so they raised me without a religion at all. Right. And I felt like that was there was real freedom in that to find myself and to be myself. But I also realized that like at, at the age that I'm at, at 34 now, it, grounding is valuable and having mm-hmm. some connection to self is so valuable. Right. And um, I know that transplants and, and, and people who have been here for a long time are still feeling lost in their own religion. And um, I was really lucky to um, have you do a ceremony for Livingston, my son, right before Marvin went so to school. was so awesome. I was so mm-hmm. honored. That was mm-hmm. great. It was beautiful. And I wish I could have more people there. I, Jasmine Lee and I both wanted you, both of mm-hmm. you guys there but what ended up happening was Marvin you were saying that it had to be before Livy was a year old mm-hmm. Livy was a year old in a week and we were leaving town mm-hmm. in like two days <laughs> so it was fun. like well we're gonna do this today right now yeah. and so right. it was just me Marvin and Livingston and um I told Jasmine this but I didn't tell you just I named you as a godparent Elena, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. So I'm, I'm the last one. <laughs> <of my laughs> responsibilities. Well, I named other people too, and I haven't told them. I told I told Clay that I named him, and um, we have some of Marvin's friends that we need to like really sit down and talk to too about it. But I, I know that everybody we named was would already see Livy mm-hmm. as whole and care for him in a way that I think would spiritually be guided for him. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was more of like we needed to put those names out there before that marker so that we could do the right thing by our son and his grounding. Um, but I do think no, I need to reach out. I'm bad with that. Y'all know I'm bad with. Just no text. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I know myself. I, I know that I, you know, my own anxieties around reaching out to people are my own. Like, they just hold me back from things that I could be benefiting from. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, I just want to learn from you so much about where we can all start, <laughs> right? Because where, can, where can we start if we're trying to find a new routine, a new grounding for ourselves and our past? Well, the interesting thing about Ifa and the Yoruba traditions, it's not a religion. Mm-hmm. Which is good because it takes a lot of people off the hook who are, you know, practicing Christianity or practicing some other mm-hmm. type of religious mm-hmm. rituals, if you will. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, how do I how do I say this? It's it's a cultural, spiritual um, way of life. Right. Right. Um, one it is acknowledging and 
paying honor to your ancestors, right? Mm-hmm. Because we are in the, it's the belief in the Yoruba tradition that we are our ancestors returned. So we are all mm-hmm. a reincarnated ancestor of some sort. Like I was sharing with you, Libby, ha- Libby has been here before. Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. a little old man. Mm-hmm. He's oh, very, yeah. very yeah. wise. But I mean, all, all mm-hmm. of these kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, right. And a lot of dogs. Mm-hmm. But I remember well, years you ago, know, years ago, real. Elena told me that, you know, she thinks everybody has been here before and then they forget. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. there are karmic things, like mistakes and things, because we're all here to, like, evolve and ascend to a diff- a higher level, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in ascending to a higher level, people think it's like you're sitting in the lotus position and you're meditating and you're saying om right. and you're, you know, all of the things. That's not what elevation is about. Mm-hmm. Elevation is... All of that sh- ancestral stuff we were talking. Remember, we were talking about R. Mm-hmm. Kelly, and we're talking about how there's like karmic debt that you have to pay right. off. Right? Mm-hmm. There are things that you brought with you into this existence that are lessons that you got mm-hmm. from the past. Right? Yeah. So we're all here to like learn the lesson because in the life coaching community, because I'm also a life coach. Mm-hmm. Um, in the life coach coaching community, it's like you get this lesson. Until you get this lesson, you're going to repeat the same mm-hmm. patterns. Right. You're going to date the same person. Right. You're going to have the same experiences yeah. until you get the lesson and move past it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like we walk around, women are, you know, we have this um, less than because we were trained and conditioned to right. feel that way from Absolutely. slavery. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but really, we are the ones Most that birthed high. all of this. All yes. of this. Like literally. Literally, none right? of you would exist without a womb. Right. So right. in the in the Yoruba tradition, the um, in the story of creation, it all started in the womb. Mm-hmm. Right. The primordial waters. You hear people talk about, mm. you know, the the birth in the canal. That's how mm-hmm. this whole thing started. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we've gotten to a place where we don't honor the feminine mm-hmm. so much because, you know, that there are lots of fables and myths and stories about how men didn't acknowledge the women. Mm-hmm. And so that's how all of this death and destruction started. Like, wait a minute, you're not going to acknowledge that I brought you yeah. right. into this situation? Right. Okay. Mm. So um, the the tradition about, you know, honoring ancestors, honoring the divine feminine, even if you're a male, mm-hmm. you have to honor the women. If we think about, you know, men and the situations that we are in now with all of the Me Too and the not honoring mm-hmm. the sacred feminine and, you know, Believe it or not, there are karmic things that men are paying for this stuff now because it's coming out into the open. Oh, yeah. You know, we're talking about it. And then there are men that recognize, you know, the power of the feminine energy even in themselves because you got to be in touch with your emotions. Oh, yeah. It's in all of us. Right. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, I'm on a tangent. No, you're doing good. No, you're good. (laughs) We want to hear this. Yes. But, um, you know, so so the Yoruba tradition has rituals and... um, if you like think of, if you learn if you know anything about culture, ninety eight percent of most slaves that mm. came to this country came from West Africa. Right. In the West African tradition, they study Ifa, they study Vodun, mm-hmm. they study. So this is the branch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the and I did my genealogy, and I'm I'm Nigerian, right, and Sierra Leonean, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it, and and so then when they took the slaves from whatever from Nigeria and they went out to these different ports like Mm -hmm. Puerto Rico Mm -hmm. and uh, Brazil and Jamaica and Mm -hmm. Trinidad and all these places Um, people added their cultural spins on what Ifa is that's why you have 
Santeria and Lukumi right. and Obia right. and all of these different faiths. And they have different cultural aspects that they added. The Europeans added, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. saints. Yeah. We don't study saints, but the saints are what's in the Yoruba tradition are Orisha. Mm-hmm. So we were able to practice our own cultural, spiritual traditions. But the slave masters were like, well, you're going to practice. You're going to study. You're, you're going to worship Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mary is Yemoja, which mm. is the great mother, mm-hmm. which is kind of the um, the spiritual entity of all mothers. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the energy of Yemoja went with the slaves on the ship, right? Yeah. So Yemoja is the goddess of the sea. She didn't start that way, but because of the Middle Passage, mm-hmm. that's what the tradition became. And people mm-hmm. needed that. And people yeah. needed that. And yeah. the energy of the sea protected those slaves, you know, the ones that jumped off the ship, right. yeah. the ones that were like, I'm not doing this, I'm out. Yeah. You know, and just like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to nurture and protect those that are in this dire situation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Going to a place they don't know and being birthed into a new culture and a new tradition. So I'm a priest of Yemoja, the great mother, or Yemaya in the Lukumi tradition. Mm -hmm. It's usually like the same, depending on the culture, it's the same name, but pronounced differently. Yemanja, Yemoja, Yemaya, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. The great mother. It means Yeye, which means mother. Ejo means, Ejo, wait, I'm sorry. Yeye, Omo, Eja. The the um, the spirit whose children are like the fish, mm. right? So all of this is connected to nature. And cut me off if I'm going too long. No, no this please. Is like, <laughs> this is fascinating. No, this is yeah. what keep going. Because please. I mean, for me at least, I I want to know this so I can feel more grounded in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a it's a lifelong study. I've been a priest for two, ten years, and there's still things that I'm learning and yeah. knowing and experiencing in myself. So me, the belief is. When you're born, you have a guardian spirit that walks with you. Mm. And there are different um, personality traits, if you will, or characteristics that you carry. So Yamaja people, people that are guarded by that spiritual entity, um, tend to be nurturers. Mm. And so there's always a light and a dark side to everything, right? Mm -hmm. So we're the nurturers, we're the mothers, we're the givers. You know, Mm -hmm. if you think about mothers. um, And then the, the other side of that is you think about water. Because she is a water deity, water is emotions. Yeah. And emotions, you know, you can be too emotional, right? So people that have the spirit of Yemoja have to be mindful of emotions. Emotions are carried where? In the womb, mm. typically. Mm. So people that are that have the guardian Yemoja can deal with things like um, fibroids, anything that deals with the womb mm-hmm. and, you know, dealing with childbirth and, and that sort of thing. So, and we there all are have different guides. There are seven, the belief is there are seven major um, Orisha or forces of nature. That's what Orisha means. It means force of nature. Mm-hmm. So Yamaja is the goddess of this. It makes so much sense to be a force of nature too because nature is mm-hmm. clearly exactly. the guide that we, that we all, I mean, it's, it's the land we live on. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so then in nature, there are characteristics that we as humans carry. Mm-hmm. Like the spirit of Yemoja is the water, the emotional, mm-hmm. you know, thing. You think about birth. You think about the the waters that we were birthed in or that we were uh, that we grew in for nine months mm-hmm. before we were born. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's creation. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so um, there are seven major Orisha. There's Yemoja, who is the the goddess 
I use the word goddess with quotes yeah. of the sea because that's a word that everybody knows. Yeah, right? the force of goddess nature of the sea. Of the sea. Right. Yeah. Oshun, who is mm-hmm. the goddess of beauty and femininity and they say sweet waters or rivers and streams and, you know, small bodies of flowing water. Mm-hmm. Yemaza is the deep water. Oshun is the flowing, mm-hmm. you know, water that's moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Oya, who is the spirit of the wind, who is the warrior woman or the... And when you start to learn the characteristics of these spiritual entities, you'll see people and you'll be like, oh, I can know what mm-hmm. energy, energy mm-hmm. he or she carries, right? Mm-hmm. And then the masculine, you have Shango, who is the, the spirit, uh, the god of lightning and thunder, mm-hmm. right? Most men who, or most people who carry Shango are very brash and they have like the gift of light. If you think about lightning, lightning strikes. They mm-hmm. will cut you with their tongue. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm right? lightning. No, it's like, like, I'm sure I'm You're lightning. You're lightning? You think <laughs> I'm so? Sure. It's scary to say that. Could, you, oh, could you tell us what we were? What we are? I'd have to spend a little more time, mm-hmm. but I, you know, there's kind of a guess. Mm-hmm. There's a guess. You're like, you're very so. Let me finish the ex- explanation. Okay, yes. and then and then, and then, then tell I can kind of do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there is also um, Eshu, mm-hmm. who is the god, who is the spirit of the crossroads, or mm-hmm. the they paint Eshu as like the trickster devil kind of energy. If you see, um, like his colors are red and black. They all have colors mm-hmm. and physical characteristics and. Um, personality characteristics and um, things that you can kind of associate, but people tend to personify it. Mm-hmm. But it's not really a personification. It's just the energy that you get. Yeah. Right. Because everything and, is and energy. And Libby, you right. said, was, was one of and was this. Obatala. Mm-hmm. That's my little Obatala mm-hmm. baby. Obatala <laughs> is the, is, means the king of the white cloth. So if you mm-hmm. think about Obatala, the, the, the nature, the representation of Obatala is the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. You think of snow, you think of purity, you think of, Cleansliness. Now, most Obatala people sit on, sit high like mm-hmm. the mountain and look low on people and mm-hmm. like are very mm-hmm. paternal and very like organized and, and methodical, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then you have, who did I miss? Ogun. Ogun is the god of war mm-hmm. and iron. So if you think about um, people that you know that like to, that don't mind getting their hands dirty and they like, you know, to to dig and make plant, you know, plant things mm-hmm. or they the men that are like mechanics or the brothers yeah. that are like really just like the manly mm-hmm. masculine. And then women who carry Ogun are very emotional. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, not scared to get their hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, Ogun's symbol is a machete. That's Elena. <laughs> I know. Like, and it's, it's funny because Ogun will cut off your head and then be like, watch you bleed and be like, oh, I'm so sorry you're bleeding. That's this is Elena so, so Elena. much. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I feel bad that you're bleeding, but you should have do fucked it. with me. You I had to do it. I had to do it because you were messing with me. There were options and I chose so the only one. Right. Funny. Right. And it was hard for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's funny. You know, we yeah. all carry this spiritual energy and you have, you in your DNA, we carry all of them, but mm-hmm. there's one that's guarding your head that, is a lot more prevalent in your mm. makeup, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm Yamaja. I am super emotional. Mm-hmm. I am hella sensitive, mm-hmm. right? I love water in all its forms, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then I have, you know, as a priest, they give you, they do this reading for you, and they tell you what your destiny is, and they tell you what 
um, things sort of like I did for Livy, like yeah. what things you can look out for. Mm-hmm. Um, for a year, I could not bathe or drink hot water. Mm-hmm. No tea, no hot. And I love, you know, we women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We like that hot water. They, we like that water like to make your skin red. Mm-hmm. Yes. I couldn't do that. I had oh to do lukewarm. It was like bath? for a whole year. Oh, no. Yeah. That's hard. Did um, you, were you literally counting down the days? Yeah. Well, no, because I didn't know. Oh. Because they have to do another follow-up reading for you later and say, okay, that's a taboo that you can get rid of. And taboos mm. are kind of things that they intuit. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. For you that may have been something that harmed you in another life or mm. something that could harm you in the future. But what I learned about it was I couldn't have hot water because I was super emotional. And me getting into emotions, water... Mm-hmm. Would make boil. it boil, mm-hmm. and I would mm. flash on you. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been three times in my life where I've had like situations where I saw red, and I'm a Taurus, which mm. made it worse. Me too, mm-hmm. girlfriend. I, right. Hey, I see so red. Yeah. I'm not stopping until you're like a bloody. Game over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's a wrap. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's I've heard happened to me like three people. times in my life, and I had to get with like, <laughs> where's this rage coming from? Mm-hmm. It's because you hurt me. Right, right? Mm-hmm. You and if yourself. you hurt me deep, yeah. I'm gonna get you. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. that's that's kind of how it goes. And mm-hmm. then um, it's really interesting because I got I got my initiation in Africa. Mm-hmm. Right, I went there for almost three weeks, and it was um, one of the hardest things I've ever had. Because I'm I'm prissy and bougie as hell. Mm-hmm. Right, so they're like, you're gonna go to the village <laughs> and you're gonna sleep on a mat, on a straw mat in a hut. With no running water, mm. with no stove, with no windows, like mm. like no glass, like anything could yeah. come into the window, right? And I'm right. like, right, uh, really? Like, yeah, what? yeah. I hope this mosquito. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I came from an upper middle class yeah. family mm-hmm. in Ohio. I'm mm-hmm. like, you want me to what? You want yeah. me to use the what? Nature. Right. The toilet was a hole in the ground. Mm. Which I was blessed because we we stayed in the hotel till it was time for us to do our initiation. Yeah, <laughs> and this is gonna be this is probably TMI, but I was like, I'm not using that hole in the ground. I mm. will hold that thing until we get back to the hotel because mm. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Oh, omitosin. Yeah, and I was like, No, I'm not using the hole in the ground. <laughs> I can't do it. And I did. I waited. My body was just my. I told my body what to do, yeah. and it did it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have to go to the bathroom at all until we got back to the hotel. Mm. And I was like sprinting, like, oh, my God. Yeah. So right. what, saying, being where you're from originally, what led you to this relig- to this tradition, right. I should say, right. to this to this grounding tradition? It's been a long, interesting journey. Um, I was born into it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I was a very strange child. Um, I could see spirits and do all kinds of weird things like I would talk to I, my mother would say it's interesting I was probably like four yeah. and my mother would say oh don't pay her any mind because Shannon is my birth name yeah. they would be like don't pay any attention to Shannon she just she has imaginary friends mm. and I really did like I really could see people and would talk to them and they really realized it when we were sitting at dinner and I started like talking to my mom about something that my grandmother told me or my great-grandmother told me yeah. to tell her, great-great, I'm sorry, it was two greats, because yeah. I grew up with my great-grandmother. And she stopped, and she was like, what did you say? And it was something that only they knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was like, okay, yeah, okay, okay. You're oh. one of those special, I've always been special. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and for a long time, I, it was a bad thing. It was like I was the misfit. I never right. fit anywhere. It's I always still a gift and a curse. Yeah. But I don't care anymore. So it was like, I really don't fit, and now... 
all of the misfits are kind of coming to the surface. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, all the weirdos. I'm like, where have y'all been? Yeah, oh, right. my God. I thought I was For the only real. one, right? For real. Um, <laughs> but my grandmother, my father's mother, was an evangelist minister, minister. And she was really, like, she was, we were very close. And so I grew up, she, like, took care of me. Mm-hmm. And she was that kind of minister that was borderline Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. So she believed in speaking in tongues and oils mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. she would, if you were sick, she'd go out in the backyard and pull something and be like, here, baby, drink this. Right. Mm-hmm. Or rub you down with some oils. And you'd be like, wait a minute, I feel better. Okay, something's, something's going on here, right? Yeah. And then my that's on my father's side. And on my mother's side, um, I had a grandmother, Grandma Abby, who actually was a root woman who would make medicine mm-hmm. and sell it to people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so it's just kind of always been a thing Sweet for me. Um, and then I had this auntie. This I went to college in North Carolina. I went to an HBCU. Hey, hey, <laughs> North Carolina Central <laughs> University Eagles. Hey. Okay, right. I had to shout them out. <laughs> um, so I went there, and um, at the time I lived with a my great aunt, who was my grandfather's aunt. Some yeah. situation, and she had a house, and then she had a guest house in the back. And the guest house flooded, so I couldn't stay there anymore. So I had to stay in her house. And she had this room that she told me don't 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 go in that room. Mm-hmm. So. You know, oh, I'm, I'm in college. I'm like <laughs> 20. I'm grown. You know, so, but I, I never went in the room. Mm-hmm. But one day she left the house and left the door open. Mm. So I went and stood in the doorway and I was like, ooh, she had pots and jars and all this stuff, mm. right? And yeah. so, she, you know, I started asking questions. And I'm one of those weird people that I don't like to be afraid of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to research it. I'm right. a nerd. So I'm going to research everything Same. I can research so I won't Same. be scared. So I did a paper in school about voodoo because mm. I found out later that she was a priestess and she was doing all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. right and then it just kind of like led me down this path and then I I you know checked my genealogy and there was like Nigerian and then I had Native American mm-hmm. and and then I had um West Virginia you know Native American and then I also had some hillbilly mixed in there mm-hmm. right yeah. Um, and so <laughs> I just started on this journey of kind of discovering myself and mm-hmm. what I believe in and what sits well with me. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out my great-great-grandmother had this book of recipes of stuff wow. that she used to make for people. And my cousin was like, this is you, girl. Yeah. You need to learn more about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And along the journey, I met or I saw a little arc. Remember, well, y'all probably don't remember this, but Essence Magazine used to have classifieds in the back. Yeah, I remember. Like little, like, you could buy a little piece of Mm -hmm. um, advertising, whatever. And I saw this woman named Iyama Van Zandt. And she was like, you can learn how to be a spiritual coach. And I was like, what's that? So I started doing a little research on Mm -hmm. that. And I was like, oh, spiritual coach. And I was in North Carolina, and she lived in D.C. And so at the time, I didn't realize her daughter had died. So she stopped teaching. Mm. So this class I was all excited about. Wait, was this like, wasn't Ayanla. Yes, yeah, it was it Ayanla. Is. It was Ayanla Van Zandt. So wow, right. wow. fix my life. Yes. Fix your life, girl. Yes. So this was like mm-hmm. this was in like the late '80s, early '90s. I'm dating myself, but whatever. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I just turned 50 this year. Woo woo woo! And don't look, girl. No, no, y'all girl, don't beautiful. understand how black you don't crack, look man. Beautiful. It's ridiculous because yes. you could literally be 26 out here. Oh, girl. 26. Yes, That's great. I'll take it. <laughs> you yes. could. No, you really could. I'll take girl. it. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, you really um, could though. Mm-hmm. 
I, I'm grateful. Like easily, you can I'm easily so sit out grateful. Like, there's sorry to a quick detour. There's a um, I'm watching uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and really enjoying it. And there's That's a, part, a hilarious show. It's so mm-hmm. funny. And there's a part on it where Titus goes, uh, "Can I ask you in this neighborhood how how good are people at telling the age of black people?" And the guy goes, "I'm not sure, young boy or old gentleman." <laughs> I don't know which one you are. <laughs> right. Yes, Figure I it out. That. But that's it's like it's like you could be an old young lady. Good to meet you, yeah. lady. Yes. That's good most of the times, except in dating situations. And I'm like, oh, sweetie, how You're old t- are you? Yeah, right. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. cute. I'm flattered, mm-hmm. but no, no. Anyway, right. yeah. So anyway, so that was in like the late '80s, and then I moved to Seattle, you know, and had this, you know, Seattle is like the hippy-dippy weirdo capital. My mother got married (laughs) and moved to Pasco, Washington. Yes. Mm. Have you ever been to Pasco, Washington? Yes, my my brother's from the Tri-Cities. Oh, my God. Is it lit? He's from Kennewick. But coming from... (laughs) It's ill. But coming from Cleveland, Ohio... The Latino gangs are very strong in the Tri-Cities. For real, for real. High (laughs) rates of murder. It's Mm. true. Mm -hmm. It's true. And there are a lot of migrant farm workers, and I didn't know nothing about... I'm from Canton, Ohio, born in Cleveland. Mm. And I was just like... Okay, I got off the plane and we had to walk from the plane to the airport. And I was right. like, what in the That's hell new. did <laughs> I just do? Right? I let my mother talk me in no, to moving here. I feel you. And I then I was you. like, ah, oh, I'm not going to last long. Yeah, I lasted a year and a half. Mm, and then they were long. like, let's take a road trip to Seattle. And mm. I was like, what's Seattle? And my stepdad was like, oh, just trust me, you'll love it. And I was right. like, see, okay, whatever. We get in the car, literally drive across the I-90 bridge. I saw the skyscraper. I was like, oh, I'm moving. Yeah. A month later to that day, I was in Seattle. I was wow. like, I can't do this Pasco thing. Oh, no. no. Help me. A Pasco single black woman in Pasco, Washington? No. 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 And I'm happy no. you made it out alive. Yeah. yeah. It's real. No, seriously. It's real, real. It's true. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so um, that's how I ended up in Seattle. Yeah. So, you know, and then I'm already a hippy-dippy indigo child. So yeah. I'm like, they're like meditation classes and like crystal. And right. like all, all the, the things. things. And I met yes. Sylvia Brown and who's like this world-renowned psychic. And mm. so I went to this, I went to this, this woman's name is Maria Manchieri, and she is like a she was a nurse, but she could see people's death on them mm. and like their aura, and she can talk to dead people and all of these things, right? So my girlfriend was like, let's go to her s- seminar. She like talks, she channels dead people. And I was like, I don't know about that because I can see them too, but okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. So we go, and I, of course, me and my girlfriend are the only little brown people in there, right? Right. And so she, she stops her middle of her speech and she goes, Excuse me, you. And then Mm. the lady in front of me goes, and she gets it. She was like, I'm sorry. I meant the woman (laughs) behind you. (laughs) So I get up, right? And I go up to the front. And she was like, I don't know what's going on, but I cannot stop seeing. I can't stop looking at you. Yeah. And I was like, okay, right? This crazy white woman, right? And I'm not really, I mean, I know enough to know that she's really seeing me, but I don't know enough to, like, speak on it, right? right? Yeah. So I'm like, this woman is tripping, right? And she says, can you come up here and sit for with me for a minute? I was like, okay. So she starts talking to me, and then she says, you have this friend. Uh, his name is Woody, mm-hmm. and he's a male friend, and he wants you to know that he's always with you and that you have spiritual gifts that you're not using. And I'm here to tell you it's time for you to shine your light mm-hmm. and stop hiding under a... And she starts cussing me out. Mm, there she Like, you've been hiding and all of the things, right? And the, with the fact that she said Woody, 
Woody was a high school friend of mine mm. who was murdered mm. uh, two days before he was supposed to move to Seattle and we were going to, like, be together. Mm. Right? True story. Shit. And I was just like, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the woman, the tears are running down my face, and she was like, you need to stop hiding who you are. Right. And I'm like... Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I'm like this scared, you know, and it freaked me out. And she was like, "You can do what I could do." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, okay." I had no idea what she was talking about. Right. So fast wow. forward, I let that go, and mm. I was like, "That woman was really psychic." So I started learning about, you know, mediumship <laughs> so and ha- learning how to do all these things. Right. <laughs> yeah. But not really wanting to do them. I'm like reading about yeah. them, mm-hmm. but I'm in it, but not right. loving. I'm like, that's not me. That's you know. Yeah. So then, fast forward. I get an email from, because I had signed up on the mailing list from that little Ayala? ad from Iyanla yeah. Van Zandt's Shit. school. Yeah. Fixed. She has a school. <laughs> Before she was ever fixed my life or any of that right. stuff, she has a school called the Interventions, the Intervisions Institute for Spiritual Development. Right. Wow. You got to start That's her bread and butter. Girl, yes. <gasps> so that's how she started. Interesting. Before Oprah, before all of the things, wow. she had the school. And her daughter started the school. Her daughter, but her daughter, right when I saw the ad, yeah. passed away. She I died from cancer. This. Yeah. So right. my class was the first class that she had had since her daughter passed Whoa. away. Right? So this life coaching, so I go to the open house. They had an open house in D.C. And um, I was like, I'm going to this open house. I'm going to figure it out. At the time, I was working for Washington Mutual Bank. I thought I was balling. I had money. I was like, I'm going. (laughs) Real quick pause. I'm just thinking about how there was an era where open houses were like a normal, everyday thing. Yeah. And they were called open houses. Right. Where nowadays, I I don't feel like I hear about anything called an open house. (laughs) Yeah. Where like open houses were very common growing up. Yeah. That's interesting. Sorry. Go back. Right. It was was cool. So you went to this open house. Because you had to go. So I flew to D.C. because that's where the school was. It was in Silver Spring, Maryland. And I walked in and all these women are dressed in white and they mm. got on alekes which are the the yoruba the spiritual beads mm. and i was like oh this feels hella familiar right mm. and this woman walks up her name was terry white and she was like are you here for the open house and i said yeah she was like so come with me and she's real she's like new york rough mm-hmm. i didn't understand that right. until later because i was like why is she so mean right mm-hmm. but i grew to love her right mm-hmm. and so i go in and i sit next to this woman and where do you like you know you like it was a room full of bl- like black white there was majority black but there were a few white women and there was like like 75 women and one brother Mm. And so we are all like, oh, yeah, you're going to come. So I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this. And so they're going over the whole process and the program and they get to the money and they're like, you know, it's two hundred and eighty nine dollars a month. You can pay monthly. You know, it's no big deal. It's like you're not going to have to get a loan or Mm -hmm. anything. We'll work with you. And I was like, I'm about to make this happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, I live in Seattle. Shannon. How are you going to make this happen? Yeah. So the girl that I was sitting next to was like, so have you figured out, are you going to come? And I was like, I think I want to. I said, but I don't know where I'm going to stay or whatever. And she was like, well, I live in, in Maryland. You could stay with me oh, if you wow. want to. Wow. She's like, because I'm doing this. I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, and I'll pick you up from the airport. Like, it all. Yeah. Just when you're doing what place. you're supposed to do. Right. It, right. it just it just knocks them down. But this is what's crazy. So I was like, okay. We'll mm-hmm. connect. So we exchanged numbers or whatever. So then I was like, okay, how am I going to afford this, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a single parent. I had my son at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I got a full-time job at right. a corporate, which I loved my job at the time. And I get home, 
and I go to work the next day and I go to my boss who's this gypsy woman with hair down to her knees and she wore bangles and like you could hear but she was a white woman mm-hmm. yeah. and so I was her um, project coordinator and so I was like yeah there's this thing I want to do and she was like Oh, that sounds amazing. Mm. She was like, oh, well, you this is what you could do. Yeah. You can work four tens because it was one week in a month mm. for 10 months out of the year. She yes. was like, you can work four tens. You leave on Thursday night. You get there Friday morning to fly the red eye. And she like laid it out for me. Shut and I was it. like, okay, God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, God. Then she I'm like, you put 289 yeah. a month plus a plane ticket. And right. da, 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 da. Yeah. Education. No joke. A week later, I get a letter in the mail because I had a car. Car payment. Congratulations. You have paid your payments. Your last six months on time. We're writing off the rest of your car loan. It was your car is paid for. That was three hundred a month. That's my money That's to go, right? Yeah. Even better. Um, so I put out in the universe, I was like, I really want to do this. Like yeah. I feel like I've always been the helper fixer of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to get paid to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So my girlfriend got a job at Delta Ooh. and said Ooh. Ooh. You have been my Watch coach, my me. shoulder, all of this Watch thing. Me. She was like, I have buddy passes, yeah. and I don't know what I'm going to do with them. <gasps> me, I'm going to give you all my buddy passes for the year. You the one. Oh, it was me the one. Oh. I did that for three years. Laid out. For three years. It was just like, laid out on a platter. And Yanla taught mo- the majority of the class. Wow. Like, she was very present. She was very much there wow. and was like very See. integral in your whole process because you have to coach yourself right? yeah. for the first that's year what, that's what I'm saying. and then you get a partner and they coach you mm. and then you have to do this this relationship um, project to graduate mm-hmm. where you have to find the person that you have the most tumultuous relationship with and you have to heal it mm. but they can't know it's a project mm-hmm. and you the can't let them state. know that, that it's a thing and you just kind of have to build with them and get past your own shit and get yeah. past your own ego and like build. And mm. at the time it was my mom. My mom and I had like this crazy, oh, like me and she Beverly. lived vicariously. I was, like, I was mm-hmm. always had her on a pedestal. Like she could do no wrong. You know, all the mm-hmm. things, right? And my mom died two months after I graduated. Mm. Wow. So, but you found peace with her beforehand. But we were able to create that closure. Mm-hmm. So Iyanla Van Zandt was my first godmother. She was my first. And she is a priest in the Yoruba tradition. Wow. That's, That's how amazing. she started. It that is. is crazy. It really so is. So this is how full circle my life has become. Yeah. And so, you know, and so then, like, I kind of lost touch with her. Because we had, like, have I had her number, her email, yeah. the whole thing, right? And she started doing this thing with Oprah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she has so many fans and people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she came here when I first moved back here two years ago because I left and went to Texas to go to Africa and all the things, mm. right? And so I thought, you know, I sent her a text message or email and I was like, um, I don't know if you remember me, blah, 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 blah. Immediately writes me back. I'm sitting in the audience at her show. Mm. And I said, I'm at your show. I would love to hug your neck and say hi. She was like, girl, if you don't stop acting right. like you're not my child and bring your ass backstage, she was like, this is what you need to do. You tell them who you are. You tell them you're my student, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So they had this contest. I don't know if you guys went to her show when she was here. No, I heard about oh, it, right, it was right after, days after. I was so mad at myself. So she did this petition for um, women's nonprofit groups that were mm-hmm. trying to like get their voice out there and all this. And so she had all these groups coming. They all had their little matching T-shirts on. Mm-hmm. And they she picked the group that she felt was the most... I don't know, there was some sort of contest where she picked a group and they got to, like, meet her. And, you know, she was, like, I don't know if she was, like, um, 
mentoring them yeah. mm-hmm. in their healing practices or whatever, but they got some special deal. So she was like, you tell them that you're you're not part of the group, but you need to come backstage. And so she told this room full of women, this is Omitosin. This is mm-hmm. Shannon. I'm sorry. You're Omitosin now. And she's my student. Yeah. And you should, like, pay attention. Yeah. That she, and I was just like, Whoa. So, so Omi, what what would people reach out to you for? Like, if they're listening to this and they're going, "My God, like this is this woman was called to do this work, and this work is valuable," um, and then they're going, "But like, I don't know even know where to start." Like, what would I reach out to Omi about? Well, I do readings, um, intuitive readings, and then I do what's called Dilogun readings, which is readings with the shells. It's sort of for the for the why people. I tell, <laughs> I tell them it's sort of like a tarot reading, but I don't use cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in that time. Since my whole medium thing has kind of opened up a little bit, mm-hmm. I hate outing myself because then people ask me about it. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I can sometimes see and get messages, and I give people messages mm-hmm. and what have you. Um, and you know, I, the shells really speak for me, and they and, and it's really it's really interesting because when I first started doing it, I was like, "Am I making this up? Mm-hmm. Am I like really speaking right. what's in my mind?" Right. But what's what got me was there was this guy. He was a white guy. He came and he did a reading, and I just kept seeing this woman in a hospital gown, and I, and so you know, I, it was so I was doing a reading with a with a, a male priest. We were like doing this masculine feminine balance mm-hmm. reading situation, and he was like, "You have something to say. I can see it." And I was like. Okay, I keep seeing this woman in a hospital gown, and I describe the woman, and the man literally bursts into tears. Mm. And he was like, my mom just died six months of cancer. Oh, wow. And and so I started talking to him, and he's just bawling, and yeah. I'm just, like, getting chills because yeah. the stuff that's coming out of my mouth, I know is not me. Right. Mm. Right? And he was like, you're so on point. It was like, you changed my life. And so from that point on, because I had been holding back mm. on things that I was seeing and feeling and hearing, mm. and and so he was like... No, you got to speak it. And then mm-hmm. I went back to, you know, that whole, you need to shine your light, Maria Mancieri. And she was like, you stop hiding. And I was like, so I've been this, like, little shrinking violet until recently. And I'm so I do this readings. I do mm-hmm. this readings. Um, I also do Reiki and energy work. So I do a reading, and we talk about what's going on with you. And then I try to help you to balance that energy physically Yeah. on a Reiki mm-hmm. table. Like, okay, let's even this out and then see if the energy that you're getting you know the the balance makes some change. It helps you make some changes in your mm-hmm. life, right. as well as the coaching that I'm giving you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's coming from your ancestors. It's not coming from me because mm-hmm. I'm just a vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to be like working. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be. Um, so there is a there's a spiritual community called um, the o, uh, the Obafemi Institute um, O I D S I um, for the Divine um, Spirit of Ifa, and so I am. Um, a priest in this, you know, in this um, tradition. The, it's Ile. No, it's called Ile. It's called means house. Okay. Right. So the house for Seattle. Mm. I'm one of the priests um, of this Ile, and I've kind of been put into a leadership role. And so we're going to be doing a lot of like spiritual mm. um, ancestor. We're going to do an ancestor ritual where people can come, and there's drumming and just doing things in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited about the fact that I'm moving into this whole Africa Town situation because yeah. I can help support community yes, in absolutely. learning more about the you know the Yoruba culture mm-hmm. and the African culture, if mm-hmm. you will, or what have you. Yeah. There's a lot of people doing stuff in the city, mm-hmm. but there isn't a cohesive, mm-hmm. like you know, right. 
One of my yeah. little, you know, fix-it goals is to try to unify stuff like right. that. Yeah. Right. You know, there are people that need want to learn, like I did back yeah. in the day. Like, what right. is... I need to know how to connect with my African mm-hmm. spiritual self, right? Yeah. And for some people, I mean, I, I think about people who are who have lost their religion over time. I mean, just because the oh, yeah. Sunday mornings were a challenge, sure. or um, or the bad guys in the spaces were a challenge, or the yeah. women and the and their and their you know disapproval of them has been a challenge. Right. So the idea of finding some finding some kind of tradition that feels more honest to self, right? You know, and with with uh, history to it, and you can still it. honor Jesus and go to church on Sunday yeah. and practice Ifa because right. it's a spiritual practice. It's not a religious practice, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus was my belief is Jesus was a person yeah and a prophet and a highly ascended master right mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so why not honor him mm-hmm. but he's I, i'm sorry jesus is not coming back to save you and no, all right. of that i don't believe that right no. some people believe that and that's great but that's mm-hmm. just not my belief yeah mm-hmm. yeah um i believe in my great-grandmother who i knew loved me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying right. like I have people that I knew love me that are no longer here that I can feel their spirit and get yes. messages right. from them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and it's so interesting to think about like you're you're doing you're 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 bringing the traditions back into the fold that have been with you for so long. Right. Mm-hmm. We um well two things that, was, that make me think of it that I, that I think very heavily when I think about this is one it's it's a silly one to start off with but it's Mulan. And how, like, yes. you know, how Mulan is like, you know, the beginning is like going back to your traditions, and we're gonna, the ancestors are called on, mm-hmm. and they're right. able to like mm-hmm. really, literally, like, go into a room and be mm-hmm. like, everybody in here that you ever knew is like on the walls mm-hmm. to talk to you. Right. And then what recently happened to me was we had one of my uh, Marvin's um, friends over uh, for dinner, and she was saying how, so she's um, Chinese, and this is really mm-hmm. wild to me. So her first name and her brother, she and her brother have the same first name. Every single person in their family of that generation has the f- same first name. Wow. And what it was mm. was she said that. I said, how did this begin? She said, uh, there was a king who was given a province. We've got 40 wives. And in naming them, he just, he found, a, like, there's a fam- there's a poem. Mm-hmm. And every generation is named after a different line in the poem. Wow. Okay. wow. So her name means, like, I forget. Dang it, I feel bad. But it maybe could be once. Wow. Right? And so every person, has, and then, but my mind went to, like, how wild is it that you have your entire like arc is yeah. in such a way where you right. can find the word to your whole family and right. also go back to like hundreds of people mm-hmm. whereas like for us as for me as an African American it's like I can barely go back to anything mm-hmm. so but the if idea you think of, about this mm-hmm. like so in Mulan you know how she went into the room and the, they had the the statues and yeah. the ancestors mm-hmm. we do that. Think about your grandma's house. Right. Mm. Everybody's grandma had a wall of pictures mm-hmm. yeah. of all of our people. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. an altar. That's mm-hmm. a shrine. So people like get into their mind this you whole voodoo it. thing mm-hmm. of, oh, it's you know, it's the devil or whatever. My grandmother would light candles yeah. on a table mm-hmm. with the pictures of our people. You know what I'm saying? And that was her shrine. Mm-hmm. Or you have like, you know, I, those people that take pictures of their family and they put them out on you know, on the piano or mm-hmm. on the table. Mm-hmm. And it's those are all that's like, a that's yeah. a shrine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. right? And that shrine has energy. It has your mm-hmm. ancestral energy in it. So in the Yoruba tradition, to take it one step further, you feed them. You give mm-hmm. them their favorite things. So I have a I have an ancestor altar. And you can make it really simple. Mine's kind of elaborate because I'm just extra like that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have my grandmother's Bible. Mm-hmm. I have a harmonica that was my great, great, great grandfather's brothers mm-hmm. it's like from 1910 or something like yeah. that i have my grandmother's brooch who was it was her great grandmother's yeah and you know and then i have 
um, my mother, you know, have the, you know, you have the obituaries, all the people that passed yeah. away, right? And then I, you know, I sit and meditate with them mm-hmm. because you can actually hear their voices because mm-hmm. you know what they sound like, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And even those that, you know, the ancestors, because the, the the way you set it up is you say, I want to pay homage to my ancestors, known and unknown. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you can get messages and you be like, where did that come from? Yeah. Okay, there's some ancestors, you know, centuries back mm-hmm. that that covers you, that protects you or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you know, pay homage to those because they have the same DNA as you. They know how mm-hmm. you move. They yeah. know, mm-hmm. and you know they loved you. Like, mm-hmm. I know my grandma loves me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because she showed me on, in the mm-hmm. human, in her human self, but she also, I can feel her presence, mm-hmm. when, you know, in her spiritual Absolutely. self. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, you know, people want to make it like this, this scary, sp- I don't do spookism. No. At all, in any form. Mm-hmm. Like, Going to the cemetery for us, that's a shrine. Yeah. You're going to the cemetery to yeah. put flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, well, you can you have that at like home. That, you can totally. have a table right. with their picture or right. something that they liked and put flowers or put um, my people. <laughs> my people were drinkers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have um, I have some people mm-hmm. from West Virginia. Yes, I have a bottle of, of moonshine. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, my grandfather, mm-hmm. my great grandfather drank. Sam Clay bourbon. So mm-hmm. I put a little shot of bourbon. My mother yeah, like red wine. Yeah, put a little shot of wine. Yes. Their favorite foods. There's times like I've been, I don't eat pork so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like it, but you know, it's not my thing. But I'll be craving a pork chop. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. I want my grandma's pork chops like right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. That's her speaking to me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'll make it the way she taught me how to make it. Put it on, I eat a little bit mm-hmm. and then put a little bit on the ancestor mm-hmm. and pray and be on the altar and be like, hey, grandma, I need. Right. Yeah. Some help in this area of my life, yes. and stuff just moves. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. It makes way we for you. We are spiritual people. Makes mm-hmm. sense. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. And our ancestors are, you know, they're present. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's that's the main premise of what Ifa is: is honoring mm-hmm. your ancestors, honoring those that came before you, because they're in your DNA, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. no one knows you like they know you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can pray to Jesus and yeah. Moses and mm-hmm. Noah, and they, you, I don't know them. Yeah, right. I, I was listening to, to a, a podcast. I can't remember the name of it now. That was where a woman was, you know, on there speaking of her traditions, things like that. And the and the host for white women, and they were saying like, "Is it cool if we join in?" And she said, "Yeah, it's totally fine. You know, if you, uh, you know, serve an offering, then we can acknowledge, you know, whatever." Right. But then the woman also was saying how she encourages white folks so to find their own religion. Please. Mm-hmm. Don't take ours. <laughs> because just like right. Mark Lewis, like this is our shit. Again. This is our shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you know. But also, right. I think I just think about how valuable it would be if we all found our home. Right. We, we would be less lost in, well, in general. And then the other thing, there are mm-hmm. so many people that are so trying to be African. Mm-hmm. But guess what? We had slaves yeah. in Mississippi and Alabama, and they had traditions, and yeah. they knew mm-hmm. they were more closely related to our African traditions than we are. And we forget about Uncle Jesse and them that were on the plantation, you know, right. honoring yeah. that part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, we're so quick to go to Africa, but there's people right here yeah, who've been that we're connected it. to, you know. And then don't forget about, because I went to a sweat lodge. Um, a sweat lodge is like a Native American ceremony yes. and you're in a tent and it's literally pitch black. You can't see anything in front of you and they're drumming and there's a, it's not a fire. They take rocks and they make them really hot and they put them in the center. So it's like a sauna. Mm-hmm. It's like 102 degrees or whatever. But it's so dark. You can't like even see your hand in mm-hmm. front of your face. But I was seeing this Native man and he yeah. was like, don't forget about your people. We're yeah. your people too. And I was like, whoa. 
honor. So I have to honor that part of me. And then I got hillbillies from mm-hmm. West Virginia that were moonshiners, <laughs> mm-hmm. that were white, mm-hmm. that were in the whole thing, right? Yeah. And so I have to honor that, which it really was hard for me, you know, as black as I am, because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm pretty black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and so for me, it was like, I got to, but they had, you know, they didn't like, they was calling people niggas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm but saying? That's yeah. Okay, that's too. part of my yeah. DNA too. And that, you know, that's, and that's a challenge. the karma, but that goes that's back that to the karma death. that you exactly. got to work through too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, I don't, like I said, I'm pretty black, but I have a soft spot in my heart. And there's, you know, there's white people that I grew up with that yeah. I was friends with and all yeah. that. What do you do in those cases, right? right. But it's, to, it is different to think about it being in your own blood. Exactly. You know, or to be coming from you. Right. You know, but it's, it, I feel like it's interesting even for me being so light and like my grandparents are light. Like my grand, like my mom's side of grandparents are light and my dad's mom was, you know, medium color. It's interesting for me to think like I have ancestors that were both white as rice. Mm-hmm. And dark as night. Right. You know what I mean? And right. that they, the, I, uh, there's a, there are versions of me that look like both, which I is wrote really a letter. wild. I mm. wrote a letter to my white people. Mm. And I wrote all of the things that pissed me off. That's valuable. About white people. Yeah. And how they treat us in this country. And then being angry about the fact that I have white DNA. Blood, yeah. Right? And blood, right? And so I was able to, like, write it out. And then, at the end, I was like, but I forgive you. Mm-hmm. I have to forgive you. Because in order... To move forward, I have to forgive myself that, you know, that part of me that's that's from you. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. And I wouldn't um, be me without you. I and guess. then I buried it and mm. then I never looked back, you know, and, but I feel how I feel about white people and white privilege and all the things. Yeah. Remembering, OK, I had to forgive. So if you really forgive, you got to let it go. Yeah. Right. Yes. right. I need to do that. I feel like my mom, with my with my answer, when we got our answer back, my mom was like, um, my mom's like. I think 60% African and 40% white. My mom, you, everybody knows my mom's light is light and I'm light too, to be sick, calling her light. But she, but her immediate reaction was just, you know, like, well, you know, our ancestors were slow. Saying about your white ancestors? Well, no, our black ones, they oh, got yeah. caught. They got caught up in oh, I mean, that's what happens. You. That's why I like people, that's yes. why niggas are light skinned. I mean, if we're really going to be honest, you, you typically didn't get away fast enough. Right. So you didn't get away fast enough in the motherland and then you didn't get fast away, away fast yes. enough from a rapist, you know? Right. Or you weren't strong enough to say anything. You yeah. just kind of went with it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and I do it. need to make peace. I mean, for me, I think I need to make peace with the weakness of that. Or like that's what, some I, what of it, I think that's not you know, but yeah. And, and, I've been and I think, it, I mean, unfair. yeah, I, I do think that that's kind of unfair. But because tribes were sold out right. so often. That could have been a, sweet. You know, it's, and it's no, a no, rabbit hole. But because also, also saying your ancestors were slow is just, I mean, it's a joke in the essence. It's a joke, yes. But I mean, there is truth in the essence. But you're saying you need to make peace with it. Well, I mean, for being so light-skinned, I mean, what that says, too, is that there were generations of people that, like, like that were not able to um, to avoid the I mean a rape. And right. I mean, there's no other way to put it besides rape, in my opinion. Right. You know, to mm-hmm. be, yeah. But, uh, most people didn't come out of slavery as light as my people came out of slavery if right. it wasn't. Rape. And then you know, there's I've studied a lot of this history. You know, there, the colorism is real. Yeah, right. there's so many. Yeah, there's so many layers to it. There's I think so I think many layers you have to, to it. You have to step so much further back to even understand that. Right. Um, one to to think that you might be making a better life for your family. Mm-hmm. Hell, maybe you found fell in love with someone that had power, and that was something that was beneficial to you. 
at some point. Like mm-hmm. there's there's so many levels of the reason why you could potentially yeah. be so light and, right. well, but, and, I mean, and but, why things but if we're thinking more historic, but if we're being more historically accurate, it was it was very rare for people to find love in that in those systems versus having a power hierarchy that forced women, pe- people to to submit to another put, class of people. If you could sleep with someone and and by way of doing that, you were allowed to sleep inside and in have bed. a warmer. Right. Or have your children that you've already had be slightly protected. Like, there's levels of, oh, there's so of many master levels. and slave. Because there's this there's thing so in... many things. No, I, get that. I get that. Yeah, I don't know the that? stories of my family all the way no, to say no, that. Uh, no, I'm just saying. But, like but that's my point, is that you don't know the stories. So to say that they were slower or they could have avoided a situation there might have been benefits but think about there's this movie called Mm -hmm. feast Mm -hmm. of all saints there's a book written by i think it's ann rice is her name Mm -hmm. and it was about plissage and it was about Mm -hmm. the privilege that some women on the plantations and i think this took place in louisiana Mm -hmm. where they actually were married quote unquote to Mm. the master Mm. and there they were set up in beautiful homes and their children went to went to private schools and they learned the violin and all Mm -hmm. they went to oxford and all of these things yeah and creole was a whole thing there right there was a they created a subclass of people of of equity i mean of higher class of negro right that was a lighter version my people are from kansas you know so i mean Kansas ain't got no. We, you don't we, know we, that though. Well, no, we don't. Do we don't have no glory history. They of, migrated. Um, no, there's no, a I know. lot of people that migrated from mm-hmm. Texas. And no, but I'm saying there's no Kansas. glory history of like, and then they got together and taught each other French. It's like when you think of Kansas, you, you think of hillbillies. Know, do you know that for a fact though? That there was no class of of colored people in between. Sure. No. So then why are you saying that so educatedly? My 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 mother that. was never told a story of like like uh so what so all I'm basing my opinions of my family on are my mm-hmm. mom's talking and my own okay. experiences and nobody has ever but I won't go to bat for your family no no and nobody has ever nobody ever said anything about like a, a lovely lot of slum owner things. that like people that that like my my great grandma Sue was like that's a leg up for our family we're gonna go and get in that bed I don't There's know so I don't know anything about that and you know like white people ask me questions all the time and I tell. You know, well, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Right. My answer, unequivocally, all the time, is talk to your people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't be trying to figure out what we're doing over right. here. Talk and to stop your people. And asking me, too. And I'm yeah. not right. Right. But, I mean, <laughs> since you asked me, and I get asked double, it's a double-edged thing for me because mm-hmm. I'm a life coach and I have clients. Right, you know, and right, they right. ask me. Mm-hmm. And so in, in the asking, I'm like, okay, I'm glad you asked me. Mm-hmm. Thank you for asking and yeah. for at least even acknowledging there's something that you can do, what you can do is talk to your people about their privilege and how they act mm-hmm. and how it shows up to me as a black woman. So my my girl, my sister friend had this um, really good workshop called Beautiful Powerful Love. Mm-hmm. And it was geared towards black women. Yeah. And we were going to have a panel of black women talking about being black women to other black women. Well, as it turns out, it was in Langston Hughes and there was two black women and probably like 15 White women. Of mm. course. Which, but was a learning opportunity for mm. them. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they got to hear how we really feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because there was me, a sister who's like hella militant, mm-hmm. and then there was another sister from Chicago <laughs> who was raised in the Nation of Islam. So they got the yeah. whole, like, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, and at the end, which was ironic, at the end of the, the program, um, at the beginning of the program, they were able to sign up to have a Reiki session mm-hmm. with me. Mm. So after this conversation, they get me to lay hands on them. Wow. <laughs> and one woman, I mean, like she was really emotional about it. And she was like, I feel so uninformed, 
mm. ignorant and I, th- I forget the other word that she said, but basically she was like, this is the first time in my life that I have ever been touched by a black person. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, for me, I was just like, right. what? Really? Right. Really? Yeah. That and she was like, me. yeah. And then, and I was trying not to take it one way or the other and try to stay in the middle because she was just like, I, that was the most loving, caring, yeah. nurturing touch experience that I've ever had. Yeah. Like, I could feel the love that you have just generally coming from you. And I was, after watching you on the panel, that wasn't what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Okay. you told the truth in one way. We didn't, I can, the truth was hard for me to hear. Okay. So I didn't know if your hands would and be she, soft. And she, yeah, well, not even the hands being soft, but just the energy that I was giving yeah. her right. was, a, was a nurturing, loving energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she was like, I don't understand how you could be so loving to me. Well, love comes to her always. And I was like, well, first right. of all, yeah. this don't have nothing to do with you. Right. I yeah. come from source. It don't have anything to do with you or me personally. Right. Secondly, I'm mm-hmm. not looking at you as a white woman. I'm looking at you as somebody who has holes in their energy field that need help. Mm-hmm. Right. And she was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. She wasn't ready for that. Yeah. You know, and so then lastly, you know, you're, you know, we, we're women. We mm-hmm. have similar experiences. Mm-hmm. Mine may be a little different culturally. Right. But as women, we have the same experiences. Yeah. And why wouldn't I be loving, nurturing towards you? Yeah. She's like, well, I just, I don't want to get into a whole diatribe about, um, what did she say? About black women's experiences with white women and all that. But I just... I just want you to know I really appreciate you for who you are and the the energy that you gave me. And I was like, okay. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a beautiful experience. But then I thought about it. I was like, wow. How do you go? And this woman was like 50. She Mm -hmm. was my age. It's like all this time without never? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like not never? And why? And right. how is that possible? The one, they, they're not in proximity to us. Yeah. Right. She doesn't have doctors that are black. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, she doesn't have anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Really. You don't go out that of way. Yeah. Because she yeah. had never had anybody black. And mm-hmm. so to come to Langston Hughes and have this beautiful, the powerful love experience, experience. Mm-hmm. with black women was like, mm-hmm. so I was like, huh, that's interesting. I had a woman the other day at the park who was saying to me, like, she just, just you know, I say hi. She pretty much was like, isn't it interesting how people try to touch their hair? And I was like, are you talking about black people? You get your arm chopped off trying to touch your hair. Are you saying there to you? Well, she was just saying like, you know, like she was talking about Livy kind of thing. And uh-huh. so she just went into just talking about black people's hair. And so then I was like, oh, okay. I get, I get what we're trying to go with this together. But she wasn't... She was, she was trying to be my friend. Secretly, she was friendly. trying to touch Livy's hair. Right. No, she was trying to. Say, she was trying to say it's that like okay people just try to touch. She was trying to be my girl, my sister friend by saying people do touch Livy's hair. Isn't that interesting? Like, don't they just? Isn't that weird that they just do that? Because she was saying how you know sometimes people try to touch my friend's hair, and I was like, who are you? T- are you talking about black people? Like, are we right. saying like, like black people? Because if we're just saying hair, black, uh, yeah, if we're just saying hair, then you're making up stories because people don't just try to touch white people's hair like that. But um, but I but my response was just like you know well well right. But my response was like you know well it's well one thing is curiosity is understandable right there are kids who touch Livy's hair there are like four year old kids that touch Livy's right. hair sure. because they're that's confused fine. by their differences and figuring yes. out and I said to her and I think that's totally fine at that young of an age I said I've touched I'm not curious about touching white hair because I've touched white hair as a young kid and also I don't have any other question marks 
period about it because it ain't my hair because it ain't my hair i'm not concerned with it um but if you miss that window of like now you're an adult and you ain't never touched somebody else's hair you lost your window you should have <laughs> you, you did it when you yeah. had a chance Fine. or you can pay somebody yeah but right. you can pay somebody yeah you could go to right. yeah, Taylor said go to beauty supply and go just touch them nicely yeah. to someone i'm sure they let you yeah touch i'm sh- no not touch nicely but pay me lose lose the curiosity in general right. like i need you i want you to figure out some shit about yourself stop spending so time so much time trying to figure me out I want you to delve a little deeper into your life mm-hmm. yeah I agree with that and I'm so tired of talking about it yeah I, mean, I don't want to have to tell you themselves. anymore you should know you want to know everything right. about black people it's but you thing. don't want to know nothing about yourself it is a thing. it's, it's a so confusing mm-hmm. I had I had lot I had faux lash this summer did you and, oh my god like and they wanted to no I felt I was yeah. on the train on the uh, light rail and I felt this woman and I leaned up and she was like just about to go for it. Nice. And I mm. and she was like, I'm sorry. I said, Did I have something in my hair? Mm. And she was like, No. I was like, So what made you think that it was okay for you to just reach out your hand? She looked at me. <laughs> Yeah. I had at it. Yeah. It was one of those. I'm over y'all right. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no. I haven't been to work yet this Kiki. week. So See, I don't work for pay, white people. Pay, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm gonna need them to not I even do reach it. out and don't touch this. Touch. No, can't that's touch not. This. A, but you would think by now they would have can't touch this button. Can't touch this. That gives me anxiety. You would think by now they would know. Wait, so were you gonna tell us which which of these spirits or whatnot? We're most connected with. You don't have to. You also don't have to. Um, no. No, I, you know, it takes a minute. Because maybe you do need some more time. I feel like you, Jasmine. Yes. Um, <laughs> not knowing anything about your life, your background, your anything, you have a whole lot of honey with you. Mm. I think you're a daughter of Oshun. Mm-hmm. You're like, can I call you out? You oh, yeah, asked please, me, so I'm going to say it. Blast. You're super I'm, sexual, and you have oh. this aura about you that... that I'm really flirty. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm really flirty. You have honey on your tongue just naturally. You just, just naturally. It just, just oozes. Like you have yes. this whole sexual mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. And Which is beautiful. Thank mm-hmm. you. But... Um, just be mindful of it because other people notice it too. But they Ooh. they're attracted and they don't know why. Yeah. And it could be like just because you have this bright light, right? Or it could be that you're oozing this sexual thing that's pulling people in. You know what's funny is I've always felt like it was positivity mm-hmm. that I was positive, which I'm not always the most positive. I feel like I I can be positive. I'm optimistic. There's a thing called toxic positivity. You can exactly. be too damn positive. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Or it's optimistic. It's not the same as being right. positive. Sure. Like I can be optimistic or I can have positive. There's times where I'm really negative or I'm really positive. But I do think it is that flirtatious mm-hmm. behavior that draws people in more yeah. so. And than you're married too? I'm married. And girl, mm-hmm. be careful. I'm just saying. <laughs> and it's men and women. It's not just like you mm-hmm. have this whole like draw I spot it because I got it yes, kind of situation, yes. right? Mm-hmm. I pull people in. Mm-hmm. And so I have had to learn in my adult life, especially yeah. being single now, like to be like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. Am I supposed to be healing you? Or are you supposed to be my partner? Mm. Right. Um, I can't do neither. Right. <laughs> so see, I'm I, just... I will see, there's been so many relationships where I've been like, you weren't supposed to be my man. You were yeah. supposed to be my client. Mm. Yes. That's oh, happened that's more no. than once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you say Oshun? Oshun. You little Miss Fireball. I like Yes. You have a very soft feminine side, but you... 
<laughs> you got lightning shooting out your mouth, and I know that if you ever get in a fight with somebody, you only got to say three words, and they'd be like, "Why is she talking to me like that?" I don't do that though. You don't do it. That's the funniest part because you've learned your balance. Yeah, but you can. Mm-hmm. You have a sharp tongue. Yeah, you have a very sharp tongue, mm-hmm. and. You know, the words that you speak are true for the most part. And you could talk your way out of or into pretty much anything. Yep. So I, I think you have it. Shango energy. <laughs> mm. You like money. Oh, yes. yes. Right? Mm. And you're very like, In good where's, money, where's yeah. my money? That's, mm-hmm, that's Shango. Yeah, mm. for real. Whenever you meet me, but she's the one that's like, where, should we figure out some money? See, you are a little bit of a mix. I'm so scared. I know you a little better <laughs> than everyone. You kind of have this mothering, naturing, yamaya, mm-hmm. mm. soothing thing about you, but it gets overshadowed by, I think you are Ogun. Mm. Like, Ogun is the spirit of war, but it takes a minute. Like, yeah. once you get to that point, you see red, you got your machete out, you cutting up everything moving. Yeah, that I And you do. are a mover of obstacles. Like, you will clear some shit out mm-hmm. to make a way. Mm-hmm. Right? That's like, you're kind of like that. Yeah, I mean, I got to survive this place. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right. And mm-hmm. you like have a very, you you know, your your feminine energy is understated. Your masculine energy yeah, I'm so is much like, more bam, masculine. bam, bam. I'm so much more but masculine. But you're hella emotional. Yeah, yeah. No, for real. <laughs> hella emotional. Yeah. And your yeah. emotions come up from a really deep place. And they so come up really quickly. Really quickly. Mm-hmm. And when you're emotional, you don't see or hear or feel no. nothing else. And it's I'm all about what you're them, feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, that's, that's so a mix cool. of Yamaya and Ogun. Mm. You're, you lead with that Ogun energy where you're just like, I'm just going to chop you up and then take bandage you up later because mm-hmm. you're going to piss me off. Yeah. Right? And then you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry you're bleeding. Come here. Let me put some put, let me put some Band-Aids on. But I'm not like that. that. But I'm not, I don't feel like I cut, I don't, I don't know about this, but I feel like I don't cut anybody outside of my own home. You, mm. but, but see, the thing about Ogun, Ogun, Ogun speaks unabashed Truth, yeah, like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that the I know. raw yeah. truth, and you don't care about how you feel about it. Like, I don't care how you feel, fuck how you feel. Well, also, I you don't know what to, how da, to da, say da, it da, any da, other da. way. If right. it's the truth, it's you're just, white it's or just, black. Yeah, there's no gray area. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and I'm trying to find the gray. Oh, trying to. That's oh, that's so cool. Thank, Thank you for sharing that with us. Oh man, oh man, that's beautiful. And before you go, we wanted to ask you. So we always ask everybody why they are hella black, hella Seattle. Oh, and we ask about you know you always preface it. We ask the people preface it with you know my name is Omi, and you can do your whole. Is that that? Other. What's your name? Mm-hmm. Well, it's all you. It's Where all you, you speaking it to you. You, <laughs> you, it. you should do that. That's cute. Yeah, you should. But so it's you saying your name and why you are. My name is Omi Tosin. Um, I'm hella black because I was born that way. My parents instill blackness in every aspect of my life. Uh, my father is hella militant, with, ran with the Panthers in L.A., so he's hey. just like, listen, you're black. Mm-hmm. Fuck all that light-skinned stuff. You're black. <laughs> right. And my mom was a hippie, dippy, love bug. So I got the little bit of both. Um, and that's part of why I'm hella Seattle, too, because I can relate with mm-hmm. being hella black and hella militant and standing my blackness and be okay with being a black woman, but I'm also hippy dippy and I like crystals and mm-hmm. flowers yeah. and meditation <laughs> and yoga and all of those lovely Seattle-ish type things. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, people are starting to catch up to Seattle finally. Right. Yeah. With this wave of new agey. We've been doing this stuff forever. Right. Yeah. With like, you know, 
Grateful Dead and all of the Nirvana you know, and everything Nirvana, all right. in the 90s. Exactly. The whole exactly. Movement. And yeah. we've been doing like retreats out in the woods and in the right. mountains and all of the nature stuff. Yeah, a long time Naturally, now. for mm-hmm. a long time. And people are finally starting to catch up. It's really cool. They're not going to give us our props for it, but whatever. Yeah, right. we know we all, we will give credit where credit's due. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I mean, and I came it. back to bring blackness back. To Seattle. Hell yes. yeah. On a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. How about that? Well, we, we're it. grateful for you sharing with us tonight. Thank you. We're so glad you came and sat with us. Oh my y'all are going to come yeah. and sit and talk. Yeah. 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 And how can people get in contact with you if they're trying yes. to connect with you and all you do? Yeah. I am on Instagram and Facebook under Omitosin. How do you spell Omitosin? O M I T O S I N. Tosin means blessing, and they say Tosin. So it's Omitosin. That's beautiful. Yes. Um, and let's see, I'm on all the platforms, and you can email me at omitosin at gmail.com. All right. Yay. All right. And so we hope people will get in contact with Omi, you guys. I think, you know, the work is valuable. I mean, the oh reading that God, we did for Livy was beautiful. I wish it was more of like a like a party because you guys know I like a party if I can <laughs> throw a party. It was a party. It was a personal party. It was a personal right. party. It was just it was, the three of us, the four of us. Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you can do one for your for your children, like, I think it's valuable to do it and to have that kind of understanding and to know, you know, what, um, what force of nature is guiding them so that you can mm-hmm. better relate to them because that's valuable in any kind of relationship. And... Um, um, you know, Omi is close. That's one thing I kept thinking too when I when we were having you as a guest is that so often we're getting so much insight from off the internet and it's valuable, but it's so different to be sitting with someone and sharing that aura and sharing that energy and having them feed off of you. And yeah. so we're grateful that you're here and you're local for us and that people can connect. I'm mm. going to be doing some classes too yeah. on, on um, IFA 101, just the yes. basics. Um, so hopefully I'll be kicking that off sometime mid to end of March just you know kind Let of stay because I get so many people mm-hmm. they're wanting to learn mm-hmm. Jazz right? to make an event and I was I overwhelmed by yes, it I was like events. I'm not the teacher so and they're I like yes talk you about are them. so yes, yes. absolutely mm-hmm. and I have a question sure because so many of us practice Christianity mm-hmm. um, how do we on Sundays or whatever day of the month we decide is going to be our day mm-hmm. practice just being present with our own ancestors, whether that's like you said, creating, um, creating a the ancestor altar. altar. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's so simple. Okay, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. People, like I said, I'm extra, so mine yes. is hella extra. Yes. But if you get a little table, it could be a milk crate, it could be a TV tray, any little surface. Cover it with the white fabric because okay. white brings in spiritual energy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, get one of those. Go to the Dollar Tree mm-hmm. or the the Mexican grocery stores. They have those candles that are church candles mm-hmm. in the glass. Yeah. Get a white candle. Get some Dollar Tree. Also, I'm, I love Dollar Tree. Get um, <laughs> there's a little thing. It's called a bubble vase. It's yes. a little round glass thing okay put water in it because water okay. brings in the spiritual energy as well okay. and it also helps you connect emotionally because that's where we came from mm-hmm. we came from the water right yes um that's what my name means by the way anyway mm-hmm. um and then you can write down the names of your ancestors that you know like they have to be blood ancestors like grandma great grandma aunts uncles cousins anybody that has a bloodline okay you can create a separate one for people that you like friends because i have woody and my great grandfather who was a step grandfather in a different place okay um 
And then, you know, you sit there with the pe- or you can have like articles that they liked or okay. things that belong to them. Like I have, like I said, I have my grandmother's Bible or, you know, pen and brooch from my other grandmother and cigars that my grandfather liked, yes. that kind of thing. Okay. You can set that stuff. And then you just kind of sit there and meditate and say, you know, I want to pay homage or honor or um, receive guidance from my ancestors known and unknown. Yeah. Okay. And that that just really just you just calling on them. Okay. You know, that song, call them up, tell them, tell them what you want. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Okay. Really. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. And then and then, you know, as you get further into it, you'll start to notice that you'll see things and hear things like my mother had this song called Wildflower. Mm-hmm. That was her favorite song. I hadn't heard that song in decades. My mom passed away. I heard the song three times in one day. And I was wow. like, OK, that ha- oh okay. my God, ha- my mom There's passed away. That everywhere. happened, too. Mm-hmm. Have you Absolutely. ever like smelled somebody's perfume and be like, "Ooh, she smelled like my grandma"? Wow, that's some, the energy of your mm-hmm. ancestors, like okay. letting you know, "Hey, I'm here." Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then um, you can leave, like I said, spirits, uh, gin, yes, bourbon, mm-hmm. wine, whatever. <laughs> yes. Leave mm-hmm. some spirits for them. Mm-hmm. Leave some of their favorite foods because the 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 symbology of it is. When you give offerings to them, you let them know that you're there, that you acknowledge them. Yeah. They start to bring blessed, like, stuff will happen. And you okay. just notice it. And you're like, whoa, I prayed for that. Okay. That's what I asked for that. And it happened. And you can do this whenever you feel it. You can feel do it whenever it. you feel, feel it. It doesn't okay. have to be a special day. Okay. You know, we're conditioned to Sunday. Right. I like Sunday because you don't have to work. Right. You exactly. don't have to do yeah. anything. Exactly. You can just, you know, be in meditation with mm-hmm. it. You have it to doesn't be have to be a Saturday. long thing. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, dogma is not, I don't do dogma. Okay. You know, there's okay. no judgment on any of it. You do it when you feel led. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. Thank That's you. Thank, Thank you so much. You so much. Thank that you. Thanks for sharing the whole month Thank with us. You. All right. And you guys will hear from you'll hear us yes. next week. We enjoyed you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I enjoyed Bye. it. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. If you're interested in being interviewed on the show, want Elena to know about your restaurant, or Jazz to mention your event, reach out to us at hellablackhellaseattle at gmail.com. If you know of job opportunities where people are trying to hire more people of color and we can mention that on the show, reach out to us at hellablackhellaseattle at gmail.com. And lastly, if you'd like to use our platform for an ad for your space, event, or business, reach out to us at hellablackhellaseattle at gmail.com. Our episodes are recorded at Critical Sun Studios. Special thanks to Bubba Jones, our producer and editor, along with the creator of our theme music, We also want to give a special shout out to Victoria Snivment, the creator of our logo. For follow-up on anything that you've heard on the show, please check out our website, hellablackhellaseattle.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at hellablackhellaseattle, all one word.